You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind the entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. Something that is at once familiar and yet a little different for you this week. Once again, I'm chatting to Bob Sheard, co-founder of Fresh Britain and regular chronicler on these airwaves of the origin and evolution stories of great brands. But instead of sharing those insights, this week on Eureka, Bob is looking ahead to an event he and I will be involved with come January 2023. We'll be joined by the leaders of some great businesses and organisations here in London to discuss the future of brand Britain and the slipstream that creates for the best of British brands. Intrigued? Well, here is Bob now with more about what's in store. Well, the plan is to explore Brand Britain and how Brand Britain creates a slipstream that affects brands in Britain. And at the moment, we are sort of post-Brexit in a situation where we're kind of redesigning our union. Post the sad death of Elizabeth II, we've got a new monarchy that's under kind of redesign. And we're now on our third leader in as many months and so we've got a kind of new political reality that's being reshaped so we're in a real who are we now moment in terms of our national identity so we thought it would be a really good idea to explore that and explore that with the idea of brand Britain and explore that with brands in Britain so we'll be hosting that with your good selves at Monocle and Central St. Martins, and we'll be inviting a panel of brands in Britain. We'll have people attending the event will be from tech, from publishing, from food, from the creative industries, from fashion and from sport. And we'll be asking the question, what is brand Britain? And what does that mean for brands in Britain? There's a universal truth that national identities create a meaning that brands can benefit from or not benefit from, depending on the meaning at that particular time. But there is a specific meaning dependent on the nation that you're talking to. So the brand meaning of Britain is quite different from the brand meaning of France and the brand meaning of of America, and that therefore shapes different kinds of brands. If you look at the context in the short term, it's not great. So you're looking at sort of war, cost of living crisis, inflation, political uncertainty. But if you look at Brand Britain in the context of the long term, there's historical meaning, there's accrued meaning, and there's global meaning that's actually really, really positive, which I would argue is a good news story because this would be a great place to start a brand from. So if you look at some of the dynamics there and look at monarchy, Monarchy is an amazing part of our national meaning. Our monarchy, as we've recently seen, is amazing at pomp and circumstance. It's amazing at conserving the conservative, which means that our creative bandwidth as a nation can be liberated to explore more progressive routes. That doesn't exist in a republic like France, so half their bandwidth has to be conserved with recreating the conservative whereas ours is released so we end up with stuff like punk and Vivian Westwood which is not likely to be seen in somewhere like France. We're at this amazing inflection point now where we've got a new Carolean era 
The old Carolean era was two monarchs over a hundred years. The first part of that was about constitutional purification, and the second part of it was about philosophical enlightenment. So if you look at the accelerating effect of people like you, the media, social media, etc., we could probably look and say within this next Carolean era, are we now in an era, in a phase of constitutional purification where we're looking inward that will then lead to a phase of outward-looking philosophical enlightenment? And what does that mean for brands in the future where we try and get to grips with climate crisis and consumption crisis and stuff like that? So there will be brands on our panel that are wrestling with the idea of being enlightened, which might mean doing more and having less, it might mean doing more and working less, and it might turn the whole idea of branding on its head, which is being more, but owning less. And those would be kind of critical parts. Other areas that are interesting in our national identity is the fact that for the first sort of last 500 years, we've been more or less a Protestant-driven country. Before that, we were a Catholic-driven country. So we've got both traditions in our makeup. One's very expressionist, maximalist, and one's very sort of modernist and minimalist. And you can see the modernist minimalist in brands like Margaret Howell. You can see the expressionist, more Catholic stuff in brands like Galliano. But we have that level of religious diversity and given that it was religions that were the patrons of creativity for over a millennia that DNA still exists in our national identity we've got these amazing institutions of governance of the judiciary of finance that in spite of recent history have centuries of trust to the point where other countries tried to model their systems of governance, judiciary and finance on those. And that's created a huge meaning of trust. I would argue that most of the brands on Savile Row benefit from that sense of trust. Their craftsman brands, you know, Huntsman, the Cad and the Dandy, all benefit from the fact that the expression of Savile Row, the emotional effect of that is one of trust because of their craftsman brands. So there's some amazing historical references there. we're now at this crazy other inflection point which is who are we now which is driven by Brexit and so if you take Brexit it was an act with global awareness that was an assertion of national and economic independence and it was an act that took our national identity from being inside the global establishment to being outside the global establishment so it was an act of asserting freedom and independence and so that's now become part of our national identity and that's now become something of a uncertainty. If you've spent millennia being at the heart of the European establishment and then we've just literally wrestled ourselves to be outside it, then almost, you know, we're becoming a bit of a rebel. Whereas we used to be protecting the palace, now we're trying to change the palace. And it creates with it a dilemma that we see in brands like Burberry. So under Christopher Bailey, it was very much a projection of British identity outwards. Under Ricardo, it's very much a projection of the global identity back into Britain. So post-Brexit, the dilemma is, do we project Great Britain to the world or do we inject the world to Great Britain? And I'm not sure brands have come to terms with that element yet. We can't rely on politicians to lead us to where we need to be to create the best brand for Brand Britain and brands in Britain. And brands are a function of their consumers. And for the first time in my 30-year career, 
I think consumers are ahead of brands. And I think it will be, it doesn't fall to politicians, but it will fall to consumers to create the space for brands to move into, to create the meaning for then politicians to follow. So a great example of that is the 1960s civil rights movement. Civil rights legislation would not have happened without the civil rights movement. So had the people not created the space for the politicians to move into, it wouldn't have happened as quickly as it happened. And so I think it's for consumers to create the space. It's for consumers to, in a way, and I think Generation Z, to be the change they want to be, to buy the change they want to see. And I think it's going to be consumers that will create the space that brands and then other leaders, governmental leaders, will follow. In the new year, on the 24th of January, it's the start of a conversation. We're trying to start a national conversation to create the space for our leaders to move into because we have these fault lines and I don't think until we address these fault lines, there's a lot at stake. Literally, the union is at stake and if the union's at stake, then Brand Britain's at stake and that affects our world because we're trying to make the best of brands so that they can flourish and, and thrive in the slipstream of Brand Britain. My feeling is that if we don't start to agitate for a redesign of our national identity and we leave it to the politicians, which aren't the most creative bunch in the world, then we're not going to be in such great shape. was Bob Sheard, founder and co-owner of Fresh Britain. Mark those 2023 planners and diaries with the afternoon of January 24th and join Bob and a host of bright business leaders and canny brand custodians in King's Cross for that lively debate and discussion. Do stay tuned to these channels for more information in the weeks ahead. That's all for now. This programme was mixed and edited by Jack Dewars. My thanks to him as always. And of course, Thanks once again due to Bob and all at Fresh Britain. And set your watches for the main entrepreneur's show. That's coming your way on Wednesday at 2000 London time. For now, though, it's goodbye from me, Tom Edwards, and thanks for listening to Eureka. Eureka.